This is week one of the podcast being uploaded Friday morning. It's a big fucking deal, you know? It's a big fucking deal. We're, we're trying new things. We used to come at you Friday nights, and I would always record a... I would always record after work on Friday, but we're trying something new. But the twist of that is, if you want to guess, it is 12.28 a.m. Friday morning. <laughs> um, ironically, I uh, I was going to start this new rule of Thursday nights in an effort to, uh, you know have the product ready for the entirety of Friday, you know, have the show available for the whole Friday. I feel like that would be a good idea, you know, because um, it's whatever. Go fuck yourself. I think it's a good idea. If you disagree, that's fine, but I don't know. And I also, I'm I'm talking, definitely talking lower in this episode because I'm recording at this time and I'm trying to be considerate. So, um, yeah, but I like I was saying Ironically, I wanted to free up my Friday. I thought I'd be able to put out a better product, more time, more preparation, uh, you know, overall probably better quality episodes and it'll be available uh, all of Friday, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, of course, the first week that I find myself starting to employ that new idea um I find myself pretty busy on a Thursday and, you know, overall having a good time. You know, I went and saw a movie. I uh, went to Walmart, got a couple things. Shout out Ty being available at like 930. So, yeah, by the time that I finally got home, it was like 10 something. And then writing out this dream scenario pitching rotation took me a lot longer. And now it is like 1230. So, um crazy but here we are man whatever it's late i'm tired i'd still like to play a little bit of 2k before i go to bed if i could muster up the strength so let's fucking get to it so my thought process behind this is i am i have a i have a general interest in, in pitchers you know it's it's interesting to me because i took a lot of pride in how well i uh at least believed i pitched um during my last few years of playing baseball. Um, keep in mind that was like middle school and then freshman year of baseball. Um, so that is what it is. But, you know, I remember it fondly. So I enjoy pitchers. They're fun to talk about. And I think it's extremely interesting how a pitcher can just, can have a year where they're just absolutely untouchable. They are the most like unstoppable force uh, imaginable atop the mound. So I got to thinking, imagine a dream season where all five of your starting pitchers have blank season, all in the same season, and your five pitchers are these five motherfuckers that I'm about to talk about right now. So I'll tell you the year, the year... And, you know, in real life that they had this season and imagine, <laughs> use your imagination that all of these seasons just happened in the same year and that would be, just imagine that shit. Because, you know, we've seen good rotations, we've seen good blah, 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 whatever. This is me trying to put together the best possible fucking 
you know, the dream rotation. Exactly. You saw the title. So I'm getting loud. I'm getting excited. I need to calm down. I'm getting too, getting too loud. It's late. It's late. I gotta get, gotta get quiet. So number one, if we're in the World Series, guy who's going out game one, opening day starter, we got Bob Gibson, easy choice, Cardinals fan, blah, blah, blah. Um, in 1968, he threw 304 innings, had an ERA of 1.12, which is absolutely insane. Um, threw a fuck ton of complete games, had 13 shutouts that season, uh, led the league by a ton. Uh, funny enough, in uh, 1966, by the way, this uh, episode, I had so much fun looking on Baseball Reference. That was such a good fucking time. Uh, I've got so many tidbits, so I'm going to try to go quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 1966, two years before Bob Gibson had that uh, ungodly season. They lowered the mound, by the way, um, after that season. Uh, so yeah, 1966... Uh, he led all of baseball with five shutouts. Two seasons later, he said, fuck that. I'm going to throw 13. That's badass. So absolute dog, unstoppable. Also, fun fact, uh, very early in his career, 1961, uh, he led the league in walks with 119. So that is a lot of walks. But uh, not too long after, he was a monster and he's number one number two we've got nolan ryan um i knew immediately that he was going to be in this and he was going to be pretty high um but the season that i'm choosing for him i did not expect when i think of nolan ryan i think of the rangers astros uh mets even i think of him on the mets um even though that was earlier i guess but Nolan Ryan had a good chunk with the Angels, actually. And so, 1977, he threw 22 complete games. That is ungodly. Over 299 innings, 341 strikeouts, and a 2.77 ERA. Um, that is nuts. Uh, 22 complete games is crazy. 300 innings. He was healthy. Dude throws hard you're not getting a hit. You're fucked. There's a really nice uh, documentary about Nolan Ryan on Netflix. It's called Facing Nolan. Uh, it was it was a really good, you know, just insightful look into him as a person, you know, his career and the step-by-step and his wife and family and all that stuff. So it was really enjoyable. I didn't know much about him, but now I do. He's also thrown seven no-hitters, no Cy Youngs, Seven no-hitters is crazy. Nobody else in this rotation even comes close to that, by the way. So that uh, that sets him apart big time. Uh, also in 73, he had 383 strikeouts with the Angels. And that was a contender for the season I was going to pick because that is a crazy amount of strikeouts. But I chose 1977 mostly because 20, 22 complete games is crazy. And... He pitched until he was like 46, so he's a, he's a dog. What the fuck can I say? Randy Johnson, big lefty, big fella, guy who I would absolutely shit myself having to face 
uh, actually any of these guys, but Randy Johnson, for some reason, I feel like has the highest chance to hit me in the face. That's just how I feel. So in 2001, Randy Johnson had a season of 372 strikeouts. Crazy, that's the highest of this whole rotation. Around 250 innings. This was his age 37 season, by the way. So this happened late in his career, so that's pretty damn impressive. That Nolan Ryan season I was talking about was uh, was quite a bit earlier in comparison. Even though Nolan Ryan pitched until he was 46. So, uh, again, hard to argue against that guy. He's pretty fucking great. But, uh, yeah, Randy had a, what did I write, 2.49 ERA that year. He's uh He's since been retired, obviously, but he's also a photographer. You'll often see him at, like, NFL games and such, taking pictures, so that's exciting. Seems like a cool guy. Uh, Another season he had that was incredible, 1995 in Seattle. He had a record of 18-2 and and just wrecked shit that whole year and won the Cy Young. So that was another close year. Uh, The season I picked, he was actually... I believe one that he had with the Diamondbacks. So I didn't really expect that either, but that's how it went down. Number four, this is a fun pick because it actually came last. I was damn near about ready to record this, and I actually only had four pitchers. So I guess that's uh, that's <laughs> the tired catching up to me or whatever. But uh, I wrote Dwight Gooden last, but... He would be number four. And in 1985, a year before the Mets won the World Series, 20-year-old Dwight Gooden had a record of 24-4, and an ERA of 1.53. Fucking crazy. 276.2 innings. Doing that at 20 years old, I can't even fathom that. You're in New York. The cocaine. <laughs> we know it happened. It's okay. You can't blame the guy. I, He he came up with, with the Mets when he was 19, and he was with the Mets organization until he was 29, and I believe that was when he, uh, when he went to rehab. So that is a crucial 10 years. That is 10 years that I am in the middle of right now, and I, life is fucking, if you really think about it, life is just fucking nuts. I, that's that's my thoughts as I'm in the middle of that span of my of my life my regular ass life I, I'm not kicking ass in major league baseball and snorting coke in New York at 20 years old like Dwight Gooden was I'm relieving I'm living a regular ass life and I'm like damn life is wild you know overall the experience you know what I mean you're living it but he was 20 man he had a great run. I also noticed in uh, 1998, well after rehab, well after a good handful of years, uh, he had an ERA of 3.76. That looked like the last kind of, you know, decent-ish, you know, as far as statistical, as far as stats go, I guess you could say. And he was actually with Cleveland, and I didn't know that, so... That's pretty cool. I he was uh he had a good career. Overall, very good career and uh the height in 1985 is absolutely crazy. So that's what I was wanting to talk about with him. So, and this dream rotation, you've got 20-year-old 
Dwight Gooden fucking ready to go. Wrapping up the rotation at number five, theoretically the worst pitcher of these five studs. We got Jacob deGrom, 2018. How dare I say that he is the worst in any capacity because he's not. Uh, 1.7 ERA, 200 plus innings. He's only done that a few times in his career, so that's a big deal. Uh, He won a Cy Young that year. Uh, That happened not too long ago for me. I witnessed that. That was six years ago. And holy shit, this dude was like throwing 102. It's fucking unstoppable. He's still a dog, I think. He's still got it. He's got a contract with the Rangers through 27. So I think he can still put in some innings and still be good. He's always been good. It's just the health issue. So that was kind of what got him at number five. But, you know, in in 2018, in 2018, 1.7 ERA, he was untouchable that year. The Mets were god-awful. The Mets were god-awful. I don't know what DeGrom's record was, but nobody pays attention to it because he was just fucking crazy that year. Again, I think he's still got a shot to be pretty decent for the Rangers. I think it can still work out. I'm hoping so. He's got a good slider. He's got good other pitches. He can throw like, you know, maybe 98 and still be pretty damn good, I think. If that's what it comes to, who knows. But there is the dream rotation. Let's run through it one more time. So here is your dream pitching rotation. Everything, this is, here. here's how we can describe it, okay? here. Everything is fucking taken care of on the pitching side this year, okay? You could have a bunch of fucking bums hitting, and you could probably figure it out eventually if you got these pitchers. So, you got 1968, Bob Gibson. 1977, Nolan Ryan. 2001, Randy Johnson. 1985, Dwight Gooden, Wylan out in New York, Jacob deGrom in 2018 at number five. There's the rotation. Everything's taken care of. Motherfuckers aren't getting hits. There you are. I got a few random notes wrapping up here. I'm curious how long this one will be, so I'm going to try to wrap it up. I was talking about stand-up last week. I... Looked at the shit for the helium because that was where I was looking to go. I was, uh, that was the plan. And I guess their open mic sign up opened, uh, today actually. Their first one is going to be on the 31st, which is the upcoming, this upcoming Wednesday. So I'm not able to go that day. That's fine. I'll just have to go to the helium a different time. I'm thinking about going to the heavy anchor on Monday just to kind of, make them knock the rust off and try to make myself feel a little bit more comfortable. I think it'll probably be a good idea before I go to the helium. Maybe it was a sign. Who knows? Because if I can't go to the helium this Wednesday anyway, then that, and then if I don't do something, then that's another week of me not doing it and me procrastinating it. Because in all honesty, it has made me a little nervous for some reason. I've already done it twice. You think I would get less nervous, but I, I don't know. I think it just gets cured with me just saying fuck it and going and doing it, but I don't know. But I, it, it's really looking like I'll, I'll be going to the heavy anchor on Monday. I'll shit out the jokes that I have. I'll 
feel more comfortable. And then maybe in a week or so after that, I will hopefully be able to hit the helium. So that'll be cool. I'm hoping to be able to sign up for that one online beforehand. So I can guarantee that my almost two hour drive is worth it. That's kind of why I'm holding out to go to the helium. And uh, that's a real comedy club too. So that's a big fucking deal. I'm hoping to kind of get over a lot of the mental shit and uh, really enjoy that setting in one way or another. So we're going to see how it fucking goes, but you got to put in the work no matter what. And I know I got to spend more time writing comedy if I, uh, you know, if I want to have a shot at truly getting better at it. I'm sure I can get, after doing it twice, I can tell I've gotten better decently better each time you know if I I don't live in an area where I can go do open mics all the time so so that's the situation that that creates a little bit of trouble too with you know the the driving commitment just making sure that you know the 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 details and everything you know I ah, fuck it it's late man who the fuck even knows what I'm talking about not in it shit what else do I have written down, man? Well, yeah, I'll go to the Heavy Anchor on Monday. I feel like I talk too goddamn much. I know this is a podcast, but goddamn, I don't feel like, I don't even know if I was saying anything productive there. But yeah, Heavy Anchor on Monday. I'll knock the rust off before the helium in a week or whatever after that. Fuck yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton got inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's badass. Uh, I just watched a I Talk Studios video about Adrian Beltre. It was a good one. That guy always makes good ass videos. I uh, a, a lot of times I'll I'll watch those. I'll throw those on just at like any time. Uh, especially if I if I like fall behind watching them, then I'm able to throw on all all the new videos because he uploads damn near daily. I think and I can just watch all of them and it's fucking awesome because it's so much. It he he does. He does what I, he, he does the video version of what this kind of is a lot better, more professionally, and yeah, he's, he's just fucking good at what he does. I mean, it is what it is. I, that, that's all. I just wanted to talk about it because I, I watch his videos a lot. Uh, yeah, good ass video on Adrian Beltre. I really had no idea that he played for the Mariners and Red Sox. Uh, he also came up with the Dodgers, which was also kind of news to me. I guess I don't know shit about the guy. Um, I, uh, I always just assumed he was with the Rangers his whole career, uh, which that's incorrect. He had 13 years of a career before the Rangers, which everybody knows him for the Rangers. So that is really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I talk in his video. He, uh, talks about that and highlights that a little bit. And I thought that was really fucking cool. And uh, congrats to Joe Maurer, really good fucking hitting catcher. Unprecedented what he did, winning batting titles and shit. And uh, Todd Helton, big dog, hit lots of home runs, and uh, was the starting quarterback over Peyton Manning at Tennessee, apparently. So, fucking sweet. Also, during my browsing of baseball reference for this fucking episode... I came across a guy named Old Hoss Radburn who played fucking from 
I forever ago from 1880 to 1891 actually uh he was a pitcher and he has 400 I'm so stupid I wrote down 441 strikeouts fifth all time that's not accurate that's just not real hopefully I have this tab still I'm going to go to, just saw the picture of Old Hoss, uh, Rad. Holy shit. Oh my God. Old Hoss Radborn's buried in Bloomington, Illinois. Oh my God. I might have to go visit Old Hoss Radborn's grave. Pay my respects. That would be kind of cool. What's his career strikeouts? 1,830. Did I have my fact right about Old Hoss Radborn? How to look it up now. Career leaders for strikeouts. Oh, I was wrong. Oh, you know what I think I was looking at? You know what my list was, I think? It was most strikeouts in a season is, I bet, what the hell I was looking at. So, Old Hoss Radborn has the fifth highest strikeouts in a season at 441 so there you go that's where i fucked up because i just pulled up the career strikeouts list and he is not in the top five and in case you're curious the uh career strikeouts leader is nolan ryan at 5714 the second highest is randy johnson at 4875 so, that's fucking crazy. Good luck breaking that fucking record. The next highest current pitcher is Max Scherzer at 11th at 3,367. Okay. Uh, that concludes the baseball reference episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> I enjoyed this one. This was fun. So, uh, yeah, you can sleep easy tonight thinking about the dream pitching rotation that I just assembled in your head. All five of these guys had their best fucking season, according to me, my biased opinions, in the same year, and it was just the fucking best. It, it was heaven. Bob Gibson, Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, Dwight Gooden, Jacob DeGrom, big dogs. What else do I have? I've, I'm starting to ramp up writing scripts and shit again. So that's exciting. I've been having fun thinking of new ideas for shit. So that's been a good time. Uh, at some point, I'm going to work on the Fantasy Baseball League shit. So in case you've been, interesting, uh, you've been interested in that uh, and you've been a listener or whatever uh, and you've heard me, maybe heard me talk about it before, maybe you like Fantasy Baseball, um, I'm going to start getting the... Uh, rules and kind of get everything ironed out within the next few weeks or so hopefully and then uh, talk about it in an episode and then I'll have you know a way for you know people to reach out if they're interested in being in it because you know I we got to find motherfuckers to be in it if we're going to make it happen uh, also man I I guess I'll fucking talk about it I this is really the last thing and it is it is now 12:56 in the morning and I'm tired. It's been a long day 
and but god damn it i wrote it down anyway so we're gonna fucking talk about it it's gotta be talked about lamar jackson this weekend he's gonna do something very special and very important and he's going to beat the kansas city chiefs and we will get a significant decrease in travis kelsey jason kelsey taylor swift the whole gang, they will not be shoved down our throats as much. It won't be entering our football broadcast anymore. The unrelentless attention. I don't even hate them all. I really don't. They all seem like decent people. I don't know shit about Taylor Swift. I know she's uh, Travis Kelsey's boyfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> this is what happens when we record at fucking 1 a.m. This is ridiculous. I, but we're, I, again, we're fucking talking about Lamar Jackson on this baseball show. Go fuck yourself. So anyway, I, listen, Lamar's going to do it. It's his time. He's already won an MVP. Motherfuckers can't say anything about him now. The Ravens are as good as they've ever fucking been. Their defense is scary as fuck. Lamar has been slinging that thing. The receivers are good. It's been a hell of Stavros is excited about it. Stavros, shout out to Big Stav, Ronnie, all that funny shit. It's a very special year, and I think it's destiny. So, Lamar, go fucking kick ass. You got it. I'm just so tired of the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, and I, I'm sure their podcast is great. I... I come across the clips of it all the time and I watch them occasionally and I just don't love seeing Taylor Swift over and over in the NFL broadcast I'm sorry if it's an NFL broadcast then you're just showing a player's girlfriend over and over and over and I know at some level you're showing the people what they theoretically would want to see but I don't know how many motherfuckers actually want to see it anymore if you're watching the football game you're a football fan I'm a football fan so that's what I'm watching and there's been multiple times where Travis Kelsey's made like a fucking 12 yard catch and I was watching the game and I'm like oh Taylor Swift and they show her right after I say it and it's like oh great and I, I don't love it I'm just tired of it I Lamar's gonna kick the shit out of him show the booth after Lamar fucking Scores the touchdown that puts him up 21. Show show Taylor Swift sweet after that, please. I bet you won't. Show both sides. That's what I'm fucking saying. If Lamar, imagine that shit. If Lamar busts their ass on Sunday, if Lamar absolutely takes it to him, which I think that he will, I think it's that time. I just think it's going to happen. But are you going to show the Taylor Swift sweet? if the Ravens are stomping the Chiefs, that's what I want to know. Because I think they are going to get... I think the Ravens are at least going to win the damn game. The Chiefs are still a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. I don't even hate them. But it, there's a good chance that it's a close game. But I think that there's also a good chance that the Ravens can run away with it. They're a damn good team. And it's not easy to stop Lamar motherfucker Jackson. You can't stop Lamar Jackson. So I wanted to touch on that. Lamar, you're a dog. 
Do what's right for the world, man. You fucking got it. Fucking believe in you, dog. I'm tired as hell. 1.01 a.m. We're going to get this edited. And it'll be ready for Friday. So that's fun. If you're still listening, I really do appreciate you listening to the Bullpen podcast this week. I had a lot of fun as always. Uh, Man, this might be a little bit longer of an episode. I feel like I talked a lot. I'm curious. I feel like I always say that because I... Ah, whatever. I'm just thinking out loud. Who gives a fuck? Fucking stuff recorded. If you're still listening, I appreciate it. Like I said, um, if you can give me a rating on either Apple or Spotify, if you could rate the uh, rate the podcast, don't rate me. Uh, it's the the Bullpen Podcast. That's what you're listening to. But oh uh, uh, yeah, as always, I appreciate it. I've babbled long enough. Have a great fucking weekend. I'll be back next Friday.